Hi, this is Anne-Marie Waltz. I'll be your host. And today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about makeovers. And I personally feel like they are putting together, they're like a Rubik's Cube. They really are. They're like an old Rubik's Cube puzzle. And, uh, and uh, sometimes, I don't know about you, but have you ever been able to complete a Rubik's Cube? Well, the only way I could when I was a kid was uh, take it apart. And that's not the way it's recommended. So anyhow, jumping into today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about what it's like to get a makeover. What does that mean? That means something different probably to you as to your friend, your neighbor. And, well, I wanted to share uh with you a little bit about like on my website, I have a page that says the art of a makeover. And there's nothing more exciting getting up and going to work um, from week to week, year to year for myself. Uh, when I, I gotta tell you, it's really amazing what the internet has done compared to when I came into the industry, which was, uh, we'll say, before the internet. And there's nothing more exciting for me when I look down at my phone and I see that one of you wants to have a consultation because that's where the magic happens. And I feel that a consultation is so extremely important that I did something really crazy 20 years ago. Yes, 20 years ago. I can't even believe it now that it's been that long. I decided that I wasn't going to touch anybody's hair until we had a consultation. Well, that's a crazy idea, right? So, um, but hey, doing the same thing the same way is always going to get you the same results. And I'm going to say that again. Doing things the same way, the same way, are always going to get you the same results. And I've also, um, when I was a little girl, I started out and my, my inspirations um, had, had presented itself by me waiting um, inside a salon waiting room. And when I was just a little, little girl, like eight years old, seven or eight years old, and the year would have been 1978, <laughs> um, you got a picture that there was a style book. Yes, a style book. I'm really starting to sound like a dinosaur at this point. But there was a style book. And inside the style book, there was a lady's hair braided into a hat. Time stopped right then. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I want to be a hairdresser when I grow up. And fast forward, and now I do makeovers. So I've always had a fascination with stuff that was different. And then, you know, so I did pursue becoming a hairstylist. And anybody out there, if you're listening to this, have ever thought that hairdressers, hairstylists, uh, the beauty profession is not a real profession? Well, you know what? <laughs> Uh, I'll leave it be, or if I didn't leave it be, I'd say um, maybe um, change the way you think. And and I say this from um, personal experience. 
if you do the same thing the same way all the time, you're going to get the same results. And I so wanted to be a hairstylist so badly, but it wasn't in the cards for me when I wanted to do it. When I was in high school, it was frowned upon. And so I waited until after I got out. I had waited a whole entire year um, on a wait list for a local community college because they, they, in fact, probably still even do to this day has, have that program. And I was just like, well, I'm still going to go. And at least maybe it won't be looked down on if I go to a college to pursue my hairdressing. So I waited. I was so excited. And then do you know what happened? It's so funny when somebody that is older than you thinks they know better for you and they share an unwanted opinion. And then you take that unwanted opinion as advice. <laughs> and so today I'm going to say, if you do the same thing, the same way on the same day, you're going to get the same results. So unfortunately, this was also another family member uh, that, that was related to one of my cousins. And so I took their ill advice at the time. I was only all about maybe 18. And you know what happened? I took, I swapped out my, what would be artistic major for what would have been a safe job. And I didn't wind up finishing um, what I started in college. Now, isn't that a disappointment? So again, my mantra today is if you do the same thing the same way every day, you're going to get the same results. Part of my phone. So moving forward, a couple more years went by. I wound up working at a retail store. Um, oh, my God. I got to share with you. Um, I used to work in, in retail, and this will date date um things and i'm not afraid of um, saying what my age is i'm proud to have as many years of experience but i used to work in retail i worked for three and a half years and i got two 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 or three raises and i was making four dollars and 75 cents an hour yes and this was before the internet or the internet had just the internet just actually the internet i think came the World Wide web um i think came about in about 1992 ish so it was right about that time uh so i got my first job so i go to hairdressing school i get my first job and i was so excited to get my first job and I um, just couldn't wait to get out there. And when I was in hairdressing school, I got to go to my first hair show. And there might be, an, I think in my, my web page on my website, The Art of the Makeover, I might even go into detail about how it was the, it was the music on the showroom floor at the hair show that was like, poof, poof, poof. And all the hair, the electricity, and I knew I was artistically home, and I saw the stage, and I wanted to be part of that. Well, first, what you have to do is learn how to sweep the floor. <laughs> so I made sure that I swept the floor. 
And then I got to eventually, um, I got to be part of the company Redkin at, at one point for almost 10 years. That was just simply amazing. And then how did the art of the makeover become part of my business? It is my business. It's what I do. It's not what I do sometimes. It's what I do all the time. And I couldn't be more blessed. So how that wound up coming to be where I am today is you have to picture like um, at a hair show. Well, we needed so-called models in quotes. And I'm not talking about ones that are um, like walking the runway. So our artistic team, what they would do is they would put out what's called a model call, uh, a model search in the local communities. Sometimes we'd get a couple sisters, a mother, a daughter, a grandmother, just regular people like you and I out in the community. And then it was our job on the artistic team to either help assist the lead artist there'd be uh, a color department. It was like almost like a mobile salon from show to show with nothing but the best hairstylist in the back in the model room. And I'm talking the best. Now, when I say the best, well, here's the dynamics of the artistic team when it came to Redkin. There were always the lead artists that they really, really knew their stuff. Then there were the ones that would assist them, which, oh, every show that I, every I would get so excited that, that there was a new show coming out because I couldn't wait to find out what my position was would be. Because even if it meant sweeping the floor, I'd, I'd be the first one to grab the broom. I'm still the first one to grab the broom if an opportunity would present itself. So, um, so there was just so much to learn and then seeing the makeovers, it, it's, I just still stutter and stammer to this day. So the regular, we get the regular people like ourselves in, um, and we would discuss with them and have a full consultation, what their comfort level is in regards to transforming the way they look. And of course, uh, Redkin, they had certain looks that they wanted to, to have walk out on the stage. So we also had to really learn consultation skills to help somebody not look the same. Uh, you know, if you do the same thing, the, if you do the same thing every day and you're going to get the same results. The same thing leads to the same thing, leads to the same thing, nothing changes. So that's where uh, a lot of um, the influence uh, took shape on my business. Well, I have to tell you, there was this one time I was blow drying one of the models and I was like, a, I was a really young, hungry stylist. I'm like, yeah, I can blow dry. Yeah, I'll blow dry that. I got so politely excused off of that uh, that moment, I'll say, that I didn't know that I did not have um, a blow dry skills that were to a level of what was expected by this company. 
and it's um and there's like there is, there are true blow dry skills so i was like oh man i was like maybe a little disappointed but i was like what do i have to do differently as a stylist so that maybe sometime maybe the next show it would be my turn to blow dry one of the models because in the model room, it was very much like a salon. It was, it is, it was a salon, you know? So even if everybody wanted to be the ones to jump on stage, it just didn't happen that way. You had to, you had to learn and you had to learn some more and then you had to learn some more. So if you do the same thing, the same way, you're going to get the same results. So what did I do? Oh, I, at the time I was, it was, I, by then I was working, um, I left working for a salon environment. I'd been only working for the uh, traditional salon setting for five years. And now um, where I'm at with this part of the story with you, we'll back up from the present day. And it was about 1999. By then, I'd been working for myself for about maybe five, I think it was about five years, and I was renting a booth. Well, let me tell you something. Booth rental, and what is booth rental if you're a hair, uh, maybe uh, somebody that's not a hairdresser that doesn't know what that is and you're just listening? Um, I'm just going to segue over for a sidestep for a second and just let you know the way that our business works. So in the past, uh, and it's somewhat even, it, it's still the dynamics of it haven't changed somewhat, but yet in the same token, it has a little bit. But when I first got, when came into the business, you either worked for one of the best salons that would give you education or you own the salon that worked really hard to give the best education. And then somewhere in the middle was this thing and it wasn't, and I don't even know if it's legal in all the States yet, but in our state booth rental was legal. Well, what was that? Well, that was, I could rent sub rent, of a chair out of another salon's business and I could make my own rules. I could make my own pricing. I could take care of my customers just the way I want. And so I did that. And at the time that I did that, it wasn't really acceptable. There was much stigma about it. And here's why. There was the mentality back then that if you weren't um, if you weren't either working in the salon as a team player, then you're not a team player. And then if you didn't own the salon, then you weren't a team player. Well, you know something? If you do stuff the same way every day, the same way, you're going to get the same results. And in my case, um, I've always been a little bit um, of a rebel in, in a good way, but artistically, and I've never been one to follow the crowd just because somebody says you have to do it the same way, this way, on the same day, so that it's the safe way, and just do it that way. 
that doesn't always work. So I took a leap of faith and I started renting a booth. And at that time, that's when Redkin came into my life. I then was able to be groomed by some of the best hairstylists in New York City. It was just simply amazing. And then I, at the time, for I, I stopped double booking right about then. Because when I couldn't blow dry that, when I was on the task at the in the model room and I was so excused off of that project, and my skills weren't up to par for uh, the next level of making someone hair, someone's look and their hair look shiny. And I'm talking shiny as glass with a boar bristle brush without a flat iron. Are you kidding me? Well, I got some work to do. So that was the beginning of like, I wanted to replicate anything and everything I saw behind the model room. So the biggest change that I made to my business was not doing things the same way every visit, the same, 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 because if you do things the same, you get the same results. So the big change that I made was I stopped double booking, but I didn't do it like immediately. What I did on the suggestion of another another individual was when you want to try something new in the salon and behind your chair, then do it on the last appointment of the day. So if you ever want to incorporate into your salon life or your spa life, doing something different and not doing things the same way, because the same way is going to get you the same results, then my own professional recommendation and experience of enjoying what I do for over 20 years is to simply make your last appointment be what you're going to try something new with. And I did that and it worked. So eventually um, it did more than I had ever thought. My customers enjoyed the time that they had devoted just to them. What a concept, because we are talking about um, our client's appearance after all. And then, yeah, eventually I was able to blow dry somebody's hair in the model room and up to specs. It was amazing. So, so that's how like the art of the makeover wound up taking shape. Then eventually uh, what happened as well is just like as I had talked to you about, my inspiration had come from seeing that lady's hair braided into a hat. Well, then it had to be, I don't know, maybe about who knows when it was. The next time I was inspired by a, an editorial piece of something, it was a magazine. In the magazine, there was a, a hairstylist where he not only did the hair, but he took the pictures too. I was like, wow, poof, talk about epiphany. And then I had an occasion to go to Ireland on a vacation, just a miscellaneous trip with my friend. 
And I came back from Ireland and then they, my friend said, you should take a photography class. So that's what I did. So if you're listening to this and if it's about change, you know, just, just do it. Have a consultation, take a leap of faith and just know if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. You're going to feel the same way. And if you're a hairstylist that's listening to this and you feel like you need some inspiration, you need some tips, maybe you're brand new in the industry. Maybe you're somebody that wants to get in the, to the industry. Then my strong words of encouragement and experience is do it. And don't listen to people that say it's not a job. It's not even a profession. They have no idea what they're talking about. Unfortunately, probably the generation before them told them what they should do with their life. And sometimes you just simply don't listen to the advice that's given you. And that's my strong consultation tip for today's episode. So again, remember, if you do the same thing the same way, you're going to get the same results. That does not sound like much fun. So thank you for listening today. My episode was a little bit longer. It was a little bit about a personal history entwined with sharing with you about doing something different. If you'd like more information, you can visit two of my websites. One is theloftsalonstudio.com, where you can read the article about the art of a makeover. You can take a look at the body of my makeover work. You can know that all the photos and everything on the website are something that I have had the pleasure of uh, designing because there's every single photo of a client on there. We've spent an hour each time um, prior to spending hours together. My other website that you can also check out is my AnnemarieWaltz.com. I am very much a geek. I love inspiring people, helping helping. I just like helping basically, but I'm also a geek nerd. So um, again, you can reach out to me if you need help setting up your Google business page. I'd love to um, connect with you and I can, um, we can talk about that even a little bit more. I'm all about business, I'm all about change, and I'm all about consulting to find out what the solution is to your problem. So, as I say with every episode, thank you for listening. Until we meet again, stay happy, stay healthy, and for this episode, if you do the same thing the same way, the same time, the same day, you're going to get the same results. And I bet you're going to be bored. So switch it up. And until we meet again, 
please be sure to visit me on social media and uh, like, follow, leave a comment, and let me know how you're doing. Thank you, and have an awesome day.